up? Um, it's just really cool to be back. Um, I said it in the last episode that I, like, I was happy to be back in the studio and getting stuff going and, and just being here. But like the response that we got from people was just like, it was crazy. Like I was actually overwhelmed um, by the responses because I knew that people wanted us to come back, but I didn't realize that like, you know, we're coming back, we're growing. And also the new people that have come along the way talking about that they're listening to the podcast and they liked it so you know shout out to new people shout out to the old people you know the day ones it's been it's been real you know yeah i was just really happy i felt like every time i would open up my instagram <laughs> I would, why are you looking at me like that every time i open up my instagram i'd see like a post or a tag or a dm or a message in your text or twitter like everywhere it was just very like wow like this is really nice it was this is honestly. really really nice like I I don't know how to thank you all. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, actually, for our first week, like, <clears throat> through SoundCloud alone, um, not even SoundCloud alone, but, like, overall, we had about, um, let me see. Right, which one do you want? SoundCloud alone or overall? No, honestly, <laughs> I think it was saying that there was, like, 180-something through SoundCloud. And SoundCloud I had to upload afterwards because mm-hmm. we had issues the first mm-hmm. time. So, um that was a hundred, and then like the the the, the original one that we're kind of having issues with because like Spotify and all that stuff kind of got messed up. But from there, the numbers that I got from there and I combined them together, there was about like over like about two hundred and fifty listens and downloads and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. it was like it was mad dope. I'm kind of glad that everyone was here to support us. And not only that, but like it's great that, for example, you send something to your friends and your family, you tell them to listen, and they're like, mm, okay, but like positive feedback like oh my gosh can't wait for the next episode or oh my god this is so great or abcd like all of that it's just very nice like it's great people support people kind of regardless if they Mm -hmm. know them they'll give them the benefit of the doubt or the opportunity but to actually get people to tell you you're doing well at what they're supporting you with i'm fucking with the strangers that came and followed us because like i feel like yes like i'm really appreciative of the people that that's what i'm saying like but the strangers that came up and 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 jumped on this wave is amazing because like i realized that some of our most listens actually came from the united states <laughs> so whichever one of y'all want to be bae i, am I was gonna say open. mine's looking for a visa bro <laughs> so. so i'm open and you know just slide in my dms and we can go from there um, that just sounds so gross <laughs> of course it's gonna be friendly come on the type of nigga that i am how was your week? <laughs> like you're going way too deep into all this whole. Now I'm getting uncomfortable. The Americans are listening. Going to stop listening because they they're afraid of you at this point. Like I'm dead. Okay. Uh, my week. Oh I man, it was it was all over the place. You know, like this week was kind of like it was a lot. Um, earlier, I'll start with the beginning. Obviously, um, Sunday, uh, I went out to eat and I had, I was giving sushi. I, I, apparently I'm not saying it right. Anyway, sushi. Another. How are you try. not saying it right? It's like the way I pronounce it was kind of sushi. Off. I can't. It's my s's are kind of off. Anyway, so I was having like I was taken out to go and eat at sushi, whatever. And that thing is gross. That shit is gross. Yeah, I don't, I don't want, know why you would ever try that. You know, I try. You're to, trying to fit in. Yeah, That's you know, everyone's just like, everyone's like, oh, you're bored to great. stand out. Yeah, no. <laughs> It's not a thing. It will it will never be a thing for me. I feel like the last time I tried it was the first time I tried it was with my ex-girlfriend and she was like, "Oh, like this is going to be amazing. You'll like it." And then I tried no. it the seaweed stuff, not no. stuff, it was just a no for me. 
And then I tried it again on Sunday. And I had, what was it that we had? Tempura? I'm like, yeah, no, we're going to pass. And I had, like, I put the whole thing in my mouth this time. (laughs) The last time I didn't do it, I just kind of did like a little, you know, (laughs) a little tongue taste. But this time I put the whole thing and I was like, "Mm." did you use chopsticks? I tried. I looked really I've never, foolish. Yeah, I've never I definitely had to call the lady over and I was like, can I just get a fork, Trust please? me, when I used to go out with, um, like, Tracy and Carl, Linda, uh, uh, Tracy's like, she's going to need a fork. Like, yep, <laughs> I will. <laughs> like, please. I was like, yeah, I was struggling. They had soup. I'm like, this does not work. Like, it just does not work. It's not for me. I love Japanese food. I love Korean food, not stuff, but mm-hmm. no. Have Sushi you had kanji before? Yeah, I've yeah, kanji's good. Yeah, that stuff is good. Yeah. But um, don't invite me to sushi. I ain't coming. That's just no. <laughs> you don't know how to say no. That's your problem. Uh, well, it's a definitely a confirmed. My money's not going towards <laughs> say, sushi at this point. <laughs> gave it to them twice. So. Yeah, you know. But I was trying to give it a challenge. Maybe I was just being closed-minded the first time. You of know. Course. But you know, you know, and plus, like black people, we here always we go, think sushi is like raw fish and all this things. Like, me now, yeah, I'm just the raw fish. <laughs> so. Like, I was like, you know, let's go. And someone said you can do it with chicken and stuff. I'm like, no. Oh, anyway, that was that. Uh, Thursday was my last day at my uh, now former job. Um, it was kind of cool because the relationship of how, like, how they allowed me to leave was really, like, I was just really shocked at how I was leaving because these guys, now mind you, I've been working at this place since about, like, uh, early I, would, I want to say late October and between uh, late October and Christmas I would say or towards the new year I didn't really talk to anybody on the shift like I came in I did my work and I was gone home like it was midnight to eight I didn't even want to talk to nobody and the job that I have is like we all have our own stations and we have headphones on and we're like well obviously we're watching movies watching tv shows and stuff like that so everyone's kind of in their own zone so I wasn't really talking to anybody and then on my lunch break I would just go to McDonald's by myself and then I'd come back eat my food and then head back to my desk um towards the new year um there was a black girl that was working with me and she started talking to me um in the new year but then they uh let her go in February so the whole month between January and February, it was just like, you know, she, <laughs> we and her were making jokes. Like, obviously, when you you relate to somebody at work, you start making jokes. So, mm-hmm. obviously, I opened up at work. And then, I guess, everyone from the outside was just like, oh, like, mine seems cool, but he's not really talking to us. And so, uh, once she got let go, I had no one to talk to at work. So, I was going to get ready to go back to my old ways and just <laughs> kind of, you know, <laughs> do my work and cut and, and go. But like, nah, they started talking to me or whatever. So between February and on Thursday, my relationship kind of grew with them at work. It's to the point where, but it was still like, even on my lunch break, I'd go into my car and I'd sleep. So I wasn't doing anything with anybody mm-hmm. at work that would, and they have work events and they do work events like every other year. week. Yeah. <laughs> and every time they have something, I've never showed up to one. <laughs> and then on top of it, like, they, what was the last one karaoke? karaoke I can't remember. Yeah, they did karaoke. <laughs> they did movie night. They had a game bar thing. And every single one I never showed up to. And sometimes even on Fridays when we got like paid, they would go and do like chicken and waffles and stuff. And they're like, oh, Martin, are you coming? I'm like, oh, no, I got to go. 
But on Thursday, when it was my last day, they bought me a slice of cake. They started chanting. And they're like, my red, my. I was like, oh, okay, this is kind of nice. <laughs> and then they were like, speech, speech. It was on my Instagram. And as soon as they said speech, I had to put my phone down. Because I was like, uh, I don't need Instagram hearing my speech to these guys. <laughs> I don't want nobody trying to tell me that I was being fake to these <laughs> niggas. Right? So I was like, uh. It's been great. A great six months <laughs> after you're bitching about them the whole six months. So, uh, yeah, that was kind of, that was that. And, um, yeah, now I'm just kind of excited for the next opportunity that starts next week. So, I'm just kind of gearing up for that. So, yeah, that was pretty much my week. I actually want to see us tonight or whenever this gets dropped, but I want to see us this weekend. You want to know what's so funny? I was so confused about everyone tweeting about that. I'm like, what is this? I'm like, U.S.? Like, I'm so Casey. confused. I'm so, like, there's so many times where I'm just really lost. I'm just like, like you leave There's me. a lot of times where I'm really confused. And I'm just looking at you, I'm like, this is my friend. I'm like, what's going on? Like, what happened in America? <laughs> I'm trying to search on Twitter. What's happened? Like, you know what? It's Maybe I'm not supposed to know. <laughs> Girl, get it together. If you never said that today. You probably would have sat here and then. I would have been like something. Maybe Donald Trump did something. Have you not seen the trailers? No. Casey, people have been talking about this movie. If Laisha does not ask me to go see a movie, I don't watch the movie. Like, wow. I don't know about the movie. I want to say let's I, go this like, weekend, but I feel like you're going to back out, so it's that's fine. But anyway, we'll, we'll proceed. That was, How a, was, lot, that was a lot of week. shade. <laughs> a lot of shade. First of all, well, I, love you, I am closing this week. So if you want to go to the movies, you have to go in the day. Oh, I Next. don't do that. Oh, sorry. I don't, well, I don't do it with people. I go to the day movies by myself. But anyway. Guys, my week, because <laughs> I'm not even dealing with this right now. Um, I felt like this week was like, um, like I felt like I tripped down a hill and just kept going. Oh like God, I was just that's... rolling down the hill. Like literally, I thought today was Thursday. Like yesterday, I thought it was Wednesday. I just had to think about it. I was like, today's Thursday? Like I didn't t- transfer over money for my tax free savings to go into the account because it takes from the. I, I didn't do anything I needed to do. I, I forgot that I got paid. Like, it was just I a lot of. I want to tell you, you need like, sleep, but like, you've been <laughs> sleeping. I haven't been sleeping, okay? I have, but whatever. Anyways, like, this week was just very, like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, I'm just getting bumped everywhere. Um, I kind of had my regular routine work jam. I did do something different. I went to an event. Um, um, I want to call it like a feminist event. I don't know if anyone listening follows the page Coochie Coochie Coochie, but Gucci or Coochie C U C C I. Okay. Yeah. So they had an event like downtown, like Queen's Spadina area, and it was basically um, women sharing their stories, um, stories about like trauma, um, growth, being a woman trying to think of any um there's a lot of like humorous stories a lot of stories that maybe make you cry a black girl had a really 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 bomb poem like, like it, it was bomb <laughs> like i seen a black girl in the audience crying like i'm telling Are you like, i felt show? that in name? my chest i'm not too sure i didn't like they didn't do like oh this is my instagram it was just very like i guess like a safe space them. exactly it's okay, just a safe space you. for us to come and like everyone share or whatever mm-hmm. um it was nice i liked it it was different um yeah, so I did that on one of my days off. Um, I had a very uncomfortable experience at the gym, which kind of brings me to my one thing that I wanted to share today, if, if I shared anything, was that I think that 
I need to learn how to speak up more, which I think people Casey, listening. Speak- wait, I think people listening and people who know me are like, what do you need to speak up more? You speak up enough. No, like I feel like there's a lot of times where something is wrong and I think about it. I do like I act on it very like subtly. And then later I'm like, I should have said this. That's how I felt in this situation. So I'm at the gym and I'm at, on a cable machine, right? And I'm doing whatever, like an arm workout. And I'm at the cable that's closest to the corner of the gym area. And there's a mirror that's on the whole entire wall, right? So this guy comes into the corner, I guess, searching for privacy to do whatever he was doing. But I'm in the corner as well. So if you're searching for privacy, like someone's standing there. So now it's no longer a private place, despite the fact that it's a corner, right? Mm -hmm. And the man starts going into his pants. What? I don't know what he was doing. I don't know if he was doing anything inappropriate, but because of how close we were together, plus I just saw hands in pants, I just walked away. Like I couldn't, like I didn't was even- Was it hands in his pants for a while? I, like it was, it was long enough for me to be uncomfortable. Like That's his nice. hands, I don't know if he was just adjusting his shirt. I don't know what the situation was, but I was very uncomfortable. And I feel like instead of walking away, I should have been like, what the fuck are you doing? Okay, there you go, girl, again, that's... cussing. I mean, but what are you doing? Your hands are in my pants. I'm a woman. You're standing in front of me. It's inappropriate. That's like, do you want me to pick up my wedgie in front of you? Like, do you know what I mean? It's just very like. Bitches going to pick up their wedgies anyway. But like in front of, go and stand in front of somebody and do it. Do you see, mm. do you see what I mean? Okay. Like if you're yeah. just adjusting yourself, it's okay. But like you purposely went into a corner where someone was standing. Like I was uncomfortable. Whether you tried to make me uncomfortable or not, like I was uncomfortable. I just felt like I should have said something. But I just feel like I'm just having a lot of trouble at this gym. Like, I do not like it. The only thing I like is that it's 10 minutes from my house on the bus. Driving, maybe like five-ish. So it's like, it's kind of hard to like not mm-hmm. go to that gym because it's, it's down close. the street from, like, you know what I mean? But I understand that because like even the gym that's by my house, <clears throat> um, they closed down at the new year. I and saw, now yeah. it's like <laughs> my motivation to go to the gym. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's like going there. to the gym and getting yourself there is hard enough already. So it's like to create, oh, I'm going to go to a gym that's half an hour away. Like, Mm-mm. no, even 15 minutes is pushing it. Um, Yeah. So my week was a lot. That's disgusting. <laughs> Uncomfortable. It just flew by. Here we are. <laughs> I know. At the same time, I wasn't yeah. expecting to be back in the studio this quickly. Like, I was it's like, just oh, very, like, boom. Everything happened really fast. I um, felt like I had nothing to say about my week. I was like, I just, I feel like we just got, I think we just left. I had a little rant on Snapchat about entrepreneurship. Girl, you always have a rant. I so. know. I was going to save it for today, but I was like, nah, let me just share a little bit. Basically, I just feel like. <clears throat> oh. Not everything is for everyone. So not every single thing that's popping, you need to be doing. But that doesn't mean that because too many people are doing something, you've seen that, right? <laughs> that doesn't mean that too, just because too many people are doing something, you shouldn't do it. And I know that sounds kind of like contradicting, but like what what I'm trying to get at is that everybody wants to come jump and be like, she's she boss or boss lady or... I'm this and I sell this and I'm so great and I'm my own boss and I do this on my own, but like you're not doing well at it. So why are we, why are you so quick to go jump and do that when you can maybe go work at a job and get promoted and do and excel in that? And then maybe later branch off. Everyone's just so quick to jump on this whole entrepreneur trip 
because of what social media is showing us and it's just like I think it has all has to do with the whole like influencer kind of It's not for everyone, but all of that is not for everyone. Exactly. And it's like I can't get in detail because it's gonna be way too obvious about who initiated this conversation for me, but it's just like it's not for everyone. And what I was saying on Snap was basically like, you guys wanna have your own business, but you can't reply to emails. So why do you have your own business? Are you sure this is what you want to do? Because you don't seem passionate. Like you, you want to have your own business, but your website's outdated. Okay, exactly. I'm calling the number. It's it's not doesn't work. I asked for a receipt. You can't provide. I asked like there's, there's certain simple things that I it's just feel like, like sometimes you have to like before you go and make that decision, you have to make sure you at least set a foundation for you to be to do well. Thank you. I feel like if you don't have that foundation to do well, a good it's example not the time. of this, not this is not what I was talking about initially, but it just popped in my head now. My lash tech. I've been going to her for like four plus years. Ooh. My lash tech eyelashes. Oh. Yeah. I've been going to her for over four years, maybe longer. And now it's very clear on social media that everybody is doing lashes. You know what I mean? She said that she didn't charge people for her first year. And most people are like, what the fuck? Why wouldn't you charge? Da, 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 da. But client, it's like, though. you have to, how am I going to go charge you for something I can barely do well? Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. That's true. Are you becoming an entrepreneur because you want to make fast money? Or is this like your dream? Because if it's your dream, what's the rush? You're mm-hmm. going to do it forever, right? And I guess that's kind of like okay, how on, I will end this little mm-hmm. rant. It's just like, don't just jump into these things because you feel like it's necessary or you want to fit in or whatever the case may be. There's multiple ways to make money. So don't go sell something to people if you don't give a fuck about the people you're selling it to. That's kind of how um, I was <clears throat> almost in an entrepreneurship situation <laughs> where I was going <laughs> to. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be real, we might have to skip the little hot topics real quick, but I'm going to do a quick little thing. So I remember there was um, a friend said that they were looking for a photographer. Now, obviously, I have the camera and stuff like that, and I w- went to school, and I have the background of media, and I do occasionally take pictures, but I don't take pictures for pay. So I just take pictures just for, like, recreational Leisure, things. Exactly. Like, you know, I just kind of, like, go downtown, and I'll do night photos and stuff enjoy. like that, you know? Um, so, like, a business opportunity came, and I decided to add a friend on. So we were both going to go and do... I'm like, uh, who is it? <laughs> So we both were, um, we were going to go and do the, the whole gig or whatever. And, like, it was funny because when it came down to charging and I was told the price that we were going to charge them, I was like, girl, we cannot charge these people. Like, it was it was for a business that was having, like, a Christmas outing or whatever. Mm-hmm. They wanted photos. And basically, she was trying to say that we're going to charge them, like, I think it was, like, either $1,000 or, like, between 800 and $1,000. And I was like, no. As an entrepreneur, I can't, I can't, I can't make my first gig that I'm being paid $800 to $1,000. And I only take pictures every now and then. These people no. are going to be disappointed. And then they're going to sue me right? because gonna blast I you, on you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was just like there's times <clears throat> when you have to realize that you're not it's it's just not you're not ready for what mm-hmm. the entrepreneur aspect like I can 
do and take photos or whatever. And then an opportunity came for me to take pictures at a, uh, at a baby shower, mm-hmm. and I did it for 80 bucks, mm-hmm. and that was fine. Mm-hmm. I never got cussed about the, the work that I gave them, mm-hmm. not to say that I gave them $80 worth of work, but I gave them, like, for $80, that's not... It's not something you're not that you're losing. not going to be upset about. You know what exactly. I'm saying? And so, like, I'm not there yet. I'm not Mr. KOA to be out here dropping photos and charging <laughs> people $800 yeah. at, for, for business party stuff. Wait your time, and things in due time, things will come out, mm-hmm. and they'll work for you. Just don't go and jump into an. It's not just doing things like, for money. That's the thing. That's like, the, next the thing world too. is just, it's not just about money. If you're passionate, okay, but if you're just trying to make money, you, there's various ways to go out. And you make lose money. credibility when you jump into things exactly. for money, and so I'm not even going to go into credibility. But that was that. Um, anyway, I'm going to move forward. I want to talk about some other shit. Um, I'm going to start with something funny because that was a little too much for me. Kezia. Do you jump into your bed with your street clothes on? You love to talk to people like that. No. Like, why would I do that? Go, like, if you were to put me, my brother, and my sister in three separate rooms and ask us about our childhood, we'd all say, when you come home, you wash your hands, you change to your house clothes. At 6 p.m., we bathe. Bro, separate us all. We're going to say the same thing. My mom had us on a strict routine. You don't sit down in the clothes you were wearing outside. My mom, when we would walk in the house, my mom would tell us we smell. Like, go. You need to figure out what you need to do. I don't care what it is, but you need to change into your home clothes. Like, you can't be wearing clothes that you were outside with. And, it's and just going like, to your bed is, is the next Let thing. alone, like, no, it's inappropriate. So this no. comes from, um, there was a post that went out this week about, like, bed bugs being on the TTC or whatever. And then it made me think, there's some people that go and they take the transit, or they whatever they do, they're out, they sit at the doctor's office, you're out with your street clothes on, and then some people just go home and just jump into their beds and bring all them bed bugs and those nasty <laughs> things. All, it's just nasty to me that people would actually just, uh, that they don't, jump, they don't change into their house clothes before they jump into their beds. Now for me, I'm a person that I won't even drop my bag on my bed, my bag doesn't go on my bed nothing goes on my bed sometimes i even feel ways about my phone because when you go out some places you put your phone down on a table and i have my phone close to my my face and listen yeah i clean my phone though. <laughs> you, you know what i'm use, saying like, paper towel there's bags. so many things that i consider before you know dropping and it's just it's just nasty to me it's just really gross so i just wanted to see if people have let me know if you have a if you change from house clothes to street clothes and street clothes to house clothes. Cause my, also my next thing would be like, you know, usually once I change into my house clothes, I ain't finna go nowhere. That's it. <laughs> For me, it's once I shower, like after I shower and I'm in my little robe, you know, I'm like, no, no. like, cause my house clothes is very much boxers. I ain't finna change <laughs> nothing. I put nothing back on. And if I'm leaving, I'm leaving because I'm hungry and I need to go and get me some food. You need to learn to cook. Other than well, I can cook. So cook. Me. Stop running to Wendy's every second. <laughs> I don't need this bashment and your restaurant shaming and all this shit. And I need to be a part of but, this. But like, you're always running to a drive. <laughs> and I look good, so I can do I can do what I want. Shit. <laughs> Are we are we moving forward? I can't believe you just shaded me on me being a drive through, you know, and that's fine. Ask James. Anyway, our next situation, um, 
did you hear or did you see that video with um, that white boy that was wearing the Make America Great hat? And no. he was at the uh, York University. No, I seen I seen this in the thing. I'm like, really? I gave Casey a, I gave Casey a URL. Why she told me she didn't see this, but <laughs> that's a discussion for another day. <laughs> um, but I yeah, told you no. guys the week just fumbled. Like I just kept rolling. I couldn't. Keep so basically, up. like you know how there was that mass shooting at the mosque, whatever. Basically, yes. they had like a what do they call them? Vigils? Vigils? Whatever. Anyway, they had one of those like things where they have where they everyone comes together and they mourn. Um, <laughs> ceremony, I don't you know. know. Yeah, so they had a ceremony. We'll go with that. And basically, <laughs> um, the guy shows up in a Make America Great hat and like mm-hmm. he's just being annoying in mm-hmm. a place where like, obviously people are trying to be respectful. And obviously, it was a trolling thing that mm-hmm. he was trying obviously. to do. And my thing is just like one racism and all that shit it it very much happens in canada very much happens in toronto and it's just like it's so annoying it's so annoying and basically like these people dealt with the situation so in just such a non uh violent way mm-hmm. i feel like if i was there mm-hmm. it would have been a whole different situation because they're just like leave go right now you have to leave. I'm like, nah, someone would have knocked that nigga out. That's the period. Thing. I think like, it's like the idea of like, <clears throat> where am I going with this? I'm trying to like keep it in like three sentences. I don't know. Like people, like the, the what's it called? What people think, people assume black people, aggressors, we can't communicate. Like these are the things that they think, like racist people will think about mm-hmm. black people. So it's like when there's a situation that needs to be handled, if you handle it in the stereotypical way, you're kind of just feeding into what mm-hmm. they say. Whereas if you stand up and you say, like, you use your words, get out of here. You need to leave. This is inappropriate. Get out of here. Who's going to say you did anything wrong? No one. But if you went and fought him, now you're the aggressor because technically he, he didn't do anything. Yeah. So I guess it's like you have to learn how to battle against people like that because that's exactly what they're looking for. They're looking for you to... He was trolling, obviously, heart. to have something to get to some make form it, of attention, exactly. Yeah. And I'm just saying, if it was some, <clears throat> if it was on some next shit, I probably would have. <laughs> You're aggressive. You know, for for a little bit, it's just annoying when people do that. Like I hate, like obviously we hate trolls. People hate trolling. Trolling could be fun for a little while, for a little while, depending on what you're trolling about. But like that type of stuff, when it's it comes to funny. like it's it's it's, it's, it's not yeah it's not like it's never it's never funny and it will never ever be. There's never a good time for you to be an asshole. So. You know, that <laughs> wrapped it. What's up. the word that pe- white people would use? That grind my gears. So <laughs> that grind like, my um, entire gears this week. When you're like, um, what did you say just now? You're like, oh, racism is very present in Canada. It's a great, it's a great leading sentence to the next topic because a lot of people assume that in Canada, I don't know. Black people and white people are just dancing up with each other, and we're just all great, and it's equal. It's there's such no, a wonderful melting n- pot. Like no, like there's no form of privilege and all of that. <laughs> Daniel Caesar showed us that <laughs> it's not. That's not the case. And Twitter definitely snapped. In I terms don't have much to say about this. I feel like I don't know. Everybody already knows what happened because everyone looked into it. But like I watched the lives, and I'm not sure about you guys, but I was just very confused. Like obviously he was drunk, so. He was trying to articulate himself and say what he needed to say, but I had, I'm skipping through. I'm like, what's your point here? 
other than that you're an idiot he had um and that you obviously grew up around white people and don't seem to understand your position while while being with them do you know what i mean um his main point from that whole how many how long of a live it was is that as black people we need to quote unquote get with the winning team which is I'm white like, people who's that and learn from them <laughs> so that we can be as great as them this is what happens when you're <laughs> from durham okay that's that's just now it. i'm not sure <laughs> he's from you, durham but i feel like black people are i know black people are the winning team so it's just like you know what shit we've created? It, it, okay, and, and, and I just feel like even the statement, the winning team, is just ignorant. Like, what put put white people a million steps ahead of all other races? How did they get there? How did we get in this place? Did we choose? Did we not educate ourselves as much? Did we choose to not do what the white people did? No. Like, it's just very ignorant. It's kind of similar to when Kanye West said, like, slavery was a choice. Like, we decided... We as black people would like to be taken advantage of. And we as black people do not want to have generational wealth. And we as black people want to be in this position where you're constantly working 800 times harder than that white person to get almost what they have. We decided that. And that's what I wanted. Like, no, that's not the case. But that's like what I find a lot of ignorant black people run on. It's very like, oh, well, if you work hard, you're going to get what you what you deserve. Like, really? Like, I understand the argument of not being a victim or playing victim because it's like I understand that you have to work for things but it's important to understand that white people are in a position of privilege period that's I'm it just gonna go as and far. if you can't understand that then you're canceled <laughs> like I'm sorry I'm trying, you know I so I'm one of the few people that don't listen to Daniel Caesar. So mm-hmm. I don't know much of his songs. I know mm-hmm. people say that his album's great. That's nice. Um, I'm not like, you know, he's just kind of like, to me, he's kind of like Frank Ocean. They're just both boring. So I'm really, and I'm trying my best not to, you know, go into the point where I'm just like saying he looks like the type. Cause you know, when you start making people's appearance a thing mm. then you obviously have i feel like you're losing you don't really have an argument to make like yeah. now you're, you're running to appearance yeah. like okay so yeah. what but i feel like this situation is one of those like he you remember the obamas and their daughter when she was caught when they were taking yeah. pictures yeah. with with her smoking weed and shit mm-hmm. like that and we all said like if she had black friends this would have never happened <laughs> daniel caesar he ain't yeah. had no black friends to just swipe up yeah. his phone, and that's what it should have been. If the, because if you watched the live, like when he showed, had I been beside him, around. I would have been like, "Nick, what is you?" And yeah. his phone would have been out of his. And I like that live wouldn't have lasted that long. Just there saying. was someone in the background, like while Daniel Caesar was talking, like, "Mmm, mmm, like who are you?" Mmm. I'm like, he's very much there for clout. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, how are you agreeing with this? But then you see who he's sitting with, and now it makes sense. Okay, so. Um, are we canceling him? I'm getting tired of canceling everybody. Slowly but surely, day by day, week by week. But are you tired of canceling people or are to, we tired of people just doing dumb shit? Both. But I'm just saying it's just getting frustrating. Like it's like how many how many how many songs do I have to delete off my Apple music? I never listened to him in the it's first It's so place. frustrating. Like it's so frustrating. It's like Kodak Black. <laughs> like, I mean, 
I'm, I'm just, I can't. I'm done. Um, I don't know if I'm canceling him because I never, I never fucked with him in the beginning. So I mean, there's no loss for me on this situation. But I, will I be listening to his music? I never listened to him before. Will I be interested in anything he has to say? No. Um, you know, if he wins any awards, it's nice to see a Canadian win an award and get the Canadian recognition and stuff like that. But outside of that, yeah. I don't have much to say, but I'm just saying like all this makes sense from where he's where he lives and where he grew up. It's not I'm not surprised this came from a black man in the Durham area. And that's that on that. topic moving forward from Daniel Caesar etc um we went on Instagram and put out a post asking everyone to like discuss or share or give their opinion on being black in the workplace and I feel like we got like a decent amount of people saying kind of the same thing that despite the fact that like you can like work this is at least in Canada like it's like multicultural for the most part like you can still be in a work environment and be the only black person there and feel isolated despite the fact that you're included. Um, we all male, female, like experience just that little, like that, I guess that ding in your head, they're like, mm, this is uncomfortable. Or, mm, a little inappropriate or yeah, that wouldn't fly if there were more black people here. Like, you know what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. We kind of wanted to share our experiences, your experiences, and just discuss that, I guess. Yeah, um, I'm going to lead with working while black. I feel like that is one, a nine to five in itself on top of actually going to work. Like I feel like there are certain times where it's like you have to think about so much stuff just being in the workplace like I had to think about how I say things my delivery my tone and yes other people um, that are not black they will say well we have to think about these things too there's a difference I think there's a big difference in terms of how we say something because like I've been in a situation where I could you know my delivery of just saying good morning could come off as eh, he's miserable like it's a good morning. How's a good morning miserable? You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's just like there's no – I feel like when there's a thin line in the workplace of just like, you know, just being black is just really hard in the workplace. And then when you think about it, sometimes it's like, you know, when you want to address certain things, there's a thin line with addressing things. Because if you say something, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. If you say something, then they come off and it's you're, you come off to them like, oh, like he's just, you you're know. You're always the aggressor no matter what You know what I'm saying? saying? Like you just have like, it. oh, you voice your opinion about something and then all of a sudden it's hell breaking loose. But then when you don't say nothing and then it shits keep sliding and then you're frustrated and you don't like your workplace and then on top of it they're making it like annoying for you to come into work and then they start making it seem like you don't want to be happy at work like which i'm not happy at work because i can't voice some of the shit that i like to say or i need y'all to stop so it's 
I know that in the states. I wonder what it's like in the states to I don't be working. I don't while black, but in Canada, it's like it's because the racism here is so different. I was gonna say it's very different. It's I was just saying like, like yeah, you're included and yeah, you're at the table, quote unquote, but like you're not a hundred percent welcome but it's not enough to say we have a problem here i feel like it's like face value it's just like oh like everything seems fine but then like when you go beyond that layer you're just like oh no this shit is fucked up exactly these niggas is crazy and it's like yeah you know i've just pretty much i've had enough but i'm trying to figure out new ways because i feel like you know sometimes you can't go to management and be like hey um, I felt uncomfortable about them saying this while I was at work. It's never going to work just because I'm not sure. I think, I don't even know when I discussed this, but it's like, it's hard to talk to someone that can't really understand where you're coming from. So it's like at work, you may be, for example, like just a simple quick example would be McDonald's. So there's levels, like, you know, the people at the front, the assistant manager, or the supervisor, then the management. In that like step stone, there could be black management there. But once you get up higher and higher and the higher you get in most companies, it's very hard as you get to the top to find a black person working there. Mm -hmm. So that's an issue. It's just like, I'm not going to come to Mr. White Man and tell him my issues about someone judging me by my hair. Like, it's hard. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, how far is it going to go? Is it going to get dealt with? Where do we go? From and I feel here? like they just assume that we're overreacting when certain things happen or certain discussions happen exactly. at work, and it's really annoying because, like, I've seen situations or personal experience. What what's an experience that I've had? Like when I cut my hair, and like it's just even small things like, oh, why do you cut your hair? Like you ain't got no. Why do you cut? You you ain't have no hair. Like, okay. <laughs> Or, like, so waves. And it's just, like, these small little, like... They're trying to fit in. Ugh. And I had this situation where, obviously, as a black man, they expect me to understand and follow basketball to a T. So, you know, people be coming up to my desk and being like, oh, so did you see, like, the Raptors? They, I'm like, listen, Bob, <laughs> I don't... I don't even watch sports. I, I don't. <laughs> So you're trying to make like you came over here to relate with me and like you didn't ass- you didn't assess the situation great before you done came over here. Now you look like an asshole because and you're making me look like an asshole because I got to like sit here and be kind to explain to you like, no, I don't watch that shit. But like, I know why you came over here to have that conversation with me. And it wasn't just you want to talk to me about basketball. You came over here because you thought that because he's black, he must know something about basketball. And it's like, it's really annoying when you have to deal with that because you're black, they just assume that you have to have, they have to have this conversation with you. I'm just like, sometimes silence is better. Like, I'd rather you not say anything to me because the less, the, when you make me open my mouth and I have to say something, it's going to be a problem. Yeah, I, I find it like what you said, like you feel like you have to have this conversation with me because I'm black. So why can't you just have a normal conversation? Why does it have to be about basketball? Why can't it be about my day? Why can't it be about something that was on the news? Start general before whether you start going it, to specifics. Whether it's white, black, whatever, like have a normal conversation with me. But now, because I'm black, you walk in, you see me, and now you're speaking Patois and I'm African. So now we're in a position where, <laughs> why did you even do that? Like, you look like a dick. I'm uncomfortable. I don't know what to say to you. You've already shown how ignorant you are in so many levels, so I don't even want to talk to you, but now we're forced to have this discussion. And I find it interesting, like, 
I'm glad like we're having this talk because it's like black guy, black girl, because I'm so focused or I'm so used to like the struggle as a black woman. Like you brought up your haircut, which me personally, I would never think of. But black women go through that so much in the workplace. One, changing your hair and just the questions. So multiple times people will ask you, how long is your real hair? And it's like, I've never asked you how long your real hair is. Like, I don't really understand, like, does it justify my They cross leaves? their places in their questions. Like, it's just like, y'all ain't realize that this is not an appropriate question to ask somebody. Or, like, we're not at that level for you to be asking me that question. Like, we're coworkers, not friends. So don't ask me that question about how long my hair is, what's underneath it. It's not your, did you buy it? Oh, like... Yeah, like, it's like, if you're asking me how long my hair is, are you asking me how long my hair is? Because if it's short, you feel bad or, like, you understand, quote, unquote, why I'm wearing extensions. Or if it's long, does that make me better now? And, like, now it's a choice. And, like, what is the reasoning behind it? Like, why are you asking about the hair? Why are you asking me if it's weave, if it's wigs? Like, why are we asking so many questions about simply my hair? You didn't ask about my what's in my mind. You didn't ask about anything you could have asked anyone else. Like, the hair thing is just very frustrating for black women. And it's just, like, even when you're thinking... Some people care. I'm not sure. But when you're thinking about your next hairstyle, you may be thinking, how is this going to be perceived? You know what I mean? Is this, quote-unquote, professional? It's just very, like... It's wrong on so many levels, and that's just hair. I've seen it in the workplace. They were just like, oh, <laughs> yesterday your hair was long. What did you? Like, yeah. like, see, I'm like, like, even that sentence right there, even when you're going there, they, I feel like sometimes they don't even think that it's a thing. But it's just like, y'all don't, like, that's the problem. Y'all not thinking. Not like, thinking? You're not thinking about how this question is coming off. And I don't care if it's your delivery or your tone. Don't ask me the question. Like, don't ask me that question. Like, this makes no sense. Like, I always have, and they have, like, this, for guys, it goes into even, like, waves. Like, oh, like, can I touch your, no. 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 Absolutely not. And then it's like, when you say no, it's like the worst thing a black person can say in the workplace is no. I feel like that's the worst thing you can say. Like, if you say no to them, it has canceled you from the outings. It has canceled you from the beatings. It has canceled you from the little e- the little emails that be sent to the personal, like, you know, certain people in the office. Like, you ain't, it's, you can't, you can't win. And it's just like, bro, like, oh, my God, I touched your hair. No. And it's just like, oh, this nigga ain't. And then next thing you know, they're whispering about you You're in the corner. You're sensitive. And yeah. I, it's annoying because I've even the workplace, I've been in a situation where, you know, obviously when you're in a, in a workplace and there's black people in there, you gravitate to, you know, who you might have a lot more things in common right. with. And sometimes, you know, sometimes I do have more in common with white people than I have the, with the black people that will work at my right. workplace. So it's not necessarily I'm going off of race or whatever, but in this specific, specific situation, obviously I was... I related to the with the black girl that was working with me. And so her and I, we would go and we'd sit down and we'd have lunch together. We would chat, we'd giggle, whatever. We're talking about our lives to each other. And from the outside, these people, like, I am assuming it looked off to them or whatever, but then, like, they would make subtle jokes like, oh, you and her, are you're out there laughing about, laughing at us. And I'm like, listen, like, we don't, 
we don't talk about y'all. Like, y'all are not that important for us to be talking about you guys. And, like, when we're laughing, it has nothing to do with anybody in this building. It has to do with what we're talking about in our own personal lives. Why are you making this a big thing? When y'all are off to your side, when you guys are off to your own, I'm not sitting here thinking they're talking about me. And if you are talking about me, I mean, I'm also not really interested in what you have to say about me because I don't really, maybe that's the point. Like, maybe that's just me. I'm not a person who really cares about what people think of me now at like at this age i'm really not before in the workplace i used to be like are they talking about me from afar and i'd be like mm. when i was working mm-hmm. at the gap i'm just folding the clothes and looking like mm-hmm. mm, what's sandra saying <laughs> like you know and like now it's just like if you're talking about me you're talking about me i i really don't care if if i have to call you out about some shit that you've done and that's the discussion you're gonna have with somebody and if they can't tell you that you're wrong we have a bigger problem so it's it's just like mm. I feel like with the separation, like maybe black people talking in groups shouldn't be a problem because when brown people go sit and have their group and start speaking their language, no one's saying shit to them. When Asians go and they're calling everybody Tita, no one's saying anything to them. (laughs) So why is it a problem? Like I had a situation like that at work. We were sitting like we're on on call basically. So we're all sitting together and my friend's like, it looks bad. Like this looks like the black table. And I said, okay, so Tell them to go talk to the brown table. Like, what's the problem? Why can't I sit and talk? Finally, I have the opportunity to not be isolated because in certain workplaces, it is yeah. mostly white people. So now that we finally get to all be around each other, yes, I'm going to go sit with you. I'm tired of having conversations with, with people that I can't relate to. Yeah, I I'm tired. And I'm not doing to... it anymore. And sometimes I feel like they don't understand that we're searching for things to relate to them Thank with. You. And so they don't understand that like that, again, is so much energy just trying to relate with people and then you know the next thing that i have an issue is is like even like the music choice like i hate like i've been in situations where they'll be like <laughs> they'll recite like a rap lyric or whatever and like, hey martin and I'm like, <laughs> 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 the look that i have to give and it's just like mentally i have to prepare myself to respond correctly and like i'm a person where i wear my I'm very, you can read my facial expressions. Yeah. You know how I feel about certain things. And like sometimes I have to like just remind myself, like, Myron, don't, don't, don't roll your eyes. Myron, don't give off this, what the fuck are you doing look. And it's like, it, it's that, it's those small things that just irritate me in the workplace. And I can only imagine. And it's far as like, it's funny because here in Ontario, two ladies who work for the provincial government, um, they are suing. For twenty six, um, I think it's twenty, yeah, twenty six million for alleging anti black racism in the workplace, and it's like, again, this shit happens in Canada, and it shit happens here <clears throat> in Ontario, and these people are for, these ladies are from Toronto, and basically they're saying that there's years of black anti racism that caused them emotional distress, um, deteriorating health, and lost opportunities for career advancement. Now that can really take a toll on you. We talk about the career, uh, the career advancement for Black folks out here is very hard in the workplace. Like I said, as you look and look at higher in the companies, it just gets more. And I feel like the only time it's great is like when they need someone stern and they need someone to play the bad guy. So the managerial <laughs> positions, the, the very basic ones, they'll yeah. get, they're like, yeah, well, she could take the fall, and then you know they're talking, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And they talking about Shaquille, you know, 
saying that she's a bitch at McDonald's. And it's just that the poor girl is like, you know, she had to play this role because <laughs> exactly. they were they wasn't gonna give it to somebody else. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So it's just mm. anyway. So basically, like she was saying that one of the ladies' argument was saying that she was made to feel like she didn't deserve to be there. And I've been in workplace workplaces where I felt like I wasn't actually supposed to be there. Like when I first, and like eventually it got better. But like I've been in a workplace where I just at the beginning I was like this I I don't feel like I'm supposed to be here mm-hmm. like the way that I'm getting looks and the way that lunch is going and the way that all this stuff I'm like this is mm-mm. and I can see it and uh, the other lady was basically saying she was suspended from her work um, after raising issues of racial discrimination and harassment in the workplace with her supervisors or superiors and it's funny because when you think about that type of stuff like have you ever brought something to somebody about like the type of shit that someone said to you that was mildly racist or whatever and how like the superior person just kind of like brushed it off like it like it ain't shit i don't think i've ever experienced it to the point well, actually i'm lying so i'm gonna tell this story after but i haven't ever brought it to anyone and said this needs to be dealt with because i don't think i've experienced anything that's made me feel that it needed to be done if that makes sense. I just do it myself. Yeah. Like, I don't... <laughs> I'm going to put you I to the back. I feel like... I guess you can bring up this example now. Like, I feel like in the current position that I'm in, I don't have to work side by side with anyone. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be with the same people every day, nine to five or whatever, and deal with the ignorance over and over again. But the situation that I feel like I should have brought to somebody, but I don't know. To me, it's just your ignorance over whatever. I don't really care. Long story short, an older brown man came up to me at work and asked me if he could ask. Okay, I feel personally, because of the music I was playing, I was playing Tory Lane's album, he felt that he could ask me this question now that he hears rap in mm. the workplace, right? So he goes, can I ask you a, a per- personal question or a question by I don't want to offend you, something along those lines. And I'm like, okay, like... I think, like, again, you don't, you shouldn't be blaming yourself because there needs to be respect wherever mm-hmm. you're working, but I think that's maybe where I went wrong. I should have said no, but you don't think this is what's going to happen when you say yeah. So I said, okay, sure. And he says, why is the N-word inappropriate for me to say? But he didn't say the N-word. He said the word. Oh. So I was like, <coughs> <coughs> <laughs> whoa, <laughs> like... I'm sorry, what? Like, how are you going to say the word and ask me why is it inappropriate? How, how, like, where do we go from here? So now I'm 100% caught off guard because, like, I've just never been in this situation before. And I'm like, okay, I have to read him now because he doesn't <laughs> get it. And I explained to him, or I don't know if he said, he said I just asked that her, he said, like, is it is it is it rude for me to say it? And I said, yes. Then he asked, like, for details. So I, I said trolling. to him all the reasons why it's inappropriate. I said, especially for you, you don't identify as a black person, so it's not appropriate for you to be said. How was the word used how many years ago? Like, it's not appropriate. So I, I explained myself to him, and he says that his children told him that he's not allowed to say it because he says it when he's singing rap songs. And I said... Well, your children are right. Like, you're not... If your children are telling you you're not supposed to do something, why are you doing it? And why do you feel like you need to come to me at work and say that? I'm like, yo, what's his... Give me his information. In the conversation, he probably used the word about eight times. Oh, no, that was... Yeah. A, that's HR. Yeah. 
And it's just like, again, should I have brought this to someone? Probably. But it's just like. Oh, you didn't. You didn't. I didn't. I don't like he like. Mm-mm, I'm playing the game just like them now. I'm ready to. I I'm hitting people up with like, HR stuff. I just don't. I I don't want to say I felt bad for him. I just felt like this guy is an ignorant piece of shit. And I feel like working with a lot of people that don't have a lot of education, you do get that often. Like certain conversations, especially in a place that's like male dominated, when discussing women, stuff like that. The N word now, things like that. Like when you work around people that aren't educated, you get certain situations. But there's educated you know ignorant I mean? folks out there too. It's just like you can't. There's certain like save that for you and you're, you're around people to talk with. Like don't come and ask. Like you know, Google it and see what. Like the, ask the, your group of friends. Do first, you know what I your mean? Cultural like, people, you came let and you talked know. to me. I don't even know your name. Like for you to come. Like you know what I mean? It just like every step of the way, he just showed how ignorant and racist he was. Every move he made in that five minutes he was there. I can't believe me. you didn't. Said, me? I don't, like I, I was at my desk. Like I had that Kermit. I was just shocked. Shit up on, I was just on, shocked. I've never experienced. I was that, opening up so. Outlook. I'm like, this email is being typed up because now I just realized, like, for me, um, it's funny because, like, before I used to be at a place. I think once I got into my actual career, I've realized how to go about dealing with things in the workplace. Before. When I was working at Starbucks, I just pull you aside and, and page you real quick on like, I, can I speak to you off the floor, please? And I'm ready to page. Um, net, once I got into my career and I was a reporter, and when I was dealing with certain things, I had to address things in a different way. And I realized I couldn't just be like, can I can I talk to you real quick? Because or page them and pull them aside and page them. I just realized, like, I have to go to HR at this point for it to be dealt and make sure it's recorded and mm-hmm. all these mm-hmm. things because if it was me the other way around, trust me, HR would have been involved. So now it's just like I have to play the game how the game is being played, and it's really difficult to do that because, you know, I'm just not a person that likes to deal with HR, and I'm also not a, I'm not a person that has someone deal with something for me. I will deal with it myself. That's just how I've been. You know, mm-hmm. back in school, like principals, are like, we're gonna call your parents. I'm like, I can deal with this. <laughs> like, that's kind of just going back to the whole "Make America Great Again" hat. And mm-hmm. Like, oh, I would fight the person. Like, again, if you want things to get dealt with properly, you can't act the way mm-hmm. you're expected exactly. to act. You know what I mean? It's just like, and that's why I've like now. I think like I think it's just the new way of doing things or dealing or tackling that in the workplaces i think we actually do have to go to like hr now hr i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna be like you know hr gonna handle this because sometimes hr would sit there and be like <laughs> so what did you step into my office yeah, to talk about exactly. and i'm like Mm-mm. <laughs> show me the form and give me my copy and cc me please because i want to see how this is being dealt with but um yeah, it's just, it's annoying. And, like, there's even small things, like, people would be doing, like, you know, mistaking you for another black person in the workplace. Yeah, I was like, just going to bring that up. I had that experience when I was working at ACC. I don't care. I can say it. So, okay. it's fine. <laughs> like, because I have, the reason I have to say it is because I have to break down the scenario so you guys get mm-hmm. it. So, the way it works is they divide up sections. Um, and as a supervisor, you're in charge of a specific section, right? And so... When your shift starts, the people that you're quote unquote supervising, you have to let obviously let them know that you're their supervisor. So you say like whatever, I'm Kezia, da da da, right? So I'm walking past another section, and my friend was the supervisor of that section, right? 
And throughout the shift, if they need anything, you're supposed to go get it for them, right? Mm-hmm. My friend is black. She's a thick girl. I'm a thick girl. We're both dark skin. We both wear weave. So in a predominantly white workplace, I guess we look alike. And so um, I'm walking past her section and the people working at that section yell at me and say, where's our cups? I'm like, what? Like, where's our cups? Now, in the situation, I'm like, who the hell is that? But then I register that my friend is working in that section and they think that I'm my friend. So I look at them and I say, I'm not your supervisor. And the girl goes, oh my God. Oh my, I'm so sorry. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. And it's like, Mm. You should have been sorry before you opened your Like, let's not. And this is not the first time. Like, I thought it was just me getting mistaken for her, but she gets mistaken for me just as much. So it was just like, bro, you guys are just ignorant. And to the point where there's times where she would put a lot of color in her hair. So one time she had blue hair. It's like, bitch, my hair is black. <laughs> like, even if you can't recognize our face or our body or whatever the case is, like, that's a significant difference in the two people. It's so annoying. it just shows that, like, you guys are just ignorant, period. Done. That's it. It's funny because, like, some of the responses that we got, um, someone was saying, like, minimal attempts to say my name properly. And I was like, I feel like Kaiser could identify No one knows how to say that. Because period. I'm just like, you know. No and But, like, it's not an attempt to get to, to try and say your name. Right. And it's just like, okay. Like, like it's not even you like you tell ask. Them, yeah, you don't even ask me how to pronounce it. You just say it and you continuously say it wrong. Like it's like I understand that I don't have like a typical name, but try and say it right. Done. I'm an employee here. <laughs> Do you want to um, read some of the responses we got? Yeah, I don't mind. Um, someone was saying, um, so uh, my friend in the states was saying like the coworkers are great, but clients always seem shocked at how educated I am, and I'm like, you know, I can see. It's sad, yeah. You know, and you know what? I actually had that when I was a reporter and I was living in that small town, um, being a, the black reporter in that town or whatever. And like when I was going to go and conduct my interviews with people, it was just like they like you can either see that they were shocked that I was the person that was doing the interview because they didn't realize that I was the new person. Correct, yeah. And I wasn't introduced as the new reporter. So it was just like, hey, like I'm mine. I'm the reporter. And like, I'm like, shocked. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like. Yeah, okay, so yeah. who am I speaking with? Yeah. And it's just like, I've been in a situation where I almost had to just cancel the interview and just like, I'm not doing the story. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, I, sometimes it's just like, I'm like, maybe I just have to grow through this to, to go through, you know, go mm-hmm. through this and grow through this kind of situation. And no, I should have left. I should have left and just said that story's not being done, but whatever. Um, somebody else's response said um, they have to constantly check themselves to um on how their attitude or things um they might say is perceived kind of like what you were saying and that yeah that's pretty much what i think like a lot of the time you have to think about that type of stuff um who else and it was so (laughs) oh go ahead go ahead go ahead another um response is that um it's a kind of a little bit long but yeah so the person says i work for a brown doctor i would say 80 percent of our patients are brown and many of them don't speak english which makes it very hard to communicate with them. They assume that I speak their language and then start speaking to me in it. One of the things I would say I face the most is when brown patients do come in, they always treat me as if I'm just the quote-unquote help. The They talk about me in their language because I talk to their family, 
because they talk to their family and just stare at me, rolls eyes. And then they give the most attitude. I find these patients feel they can always get their way with everything. When they ask me stuff, they purposely talk in their language and get mad at me that I don't understand, which is which absolutely makes no sense. And I guess that's kind of like the other person that said, it's like maybe you don't have an issue with the coworkers, but you have an issue with the clientele. Mm-hmm. Like they don't respect you because you're black, but you don't, like I'm in this job, so <laughs> you have to understand that you do have to respect me because let me lose your paperwork. <laughs> like <laughs> um, I, When I was working at Apple in Vancouver, um, the the mall that I was working at was predominantly Asian, and these people, when I tell you, people would walk into the mall and like they they were getting their phones and everything, and they would dodge me like and they mm-hmm. and the thing is, is like it was hard because at Apple they were just like hey like Myron like you know how come like these numbers are kind of low with you I'm just like they don't want to buy a phone from me mm-hmm. okay they simply they don't they don't want to buy a phone from me mm-hmm. and like some people were like do you speak Mandarin you speak Cantonese I'm like yeah, no yeah, I, yeah. I I I don't and then they just take off yeah, and I'm like yeah, okay yeah. well <laughs> sorry I can't like you asked me in English if I speak Cantonese <laughs> or Mandarin but you're gone so it's not that you don't know how to it's just you're choosing that you don't you no longer want to con- have this conversation with me and it's just like it's kind of annoying when you're in in a situation like that um someone on twitter said uh when you're training the white lady but people look at her and ask the question and she turns to you for the answer but then they thank the white lady (laughs) (laughs) and it's funny because i can see that happening it's just like you know you're just there to kind of like assist and like yeah so you're okay i'll let you read this person through i remember like that's kind of happened at Mm -hmm. starbucks you're just like Mm -hmm. okay well i'll let you bring the person through and they're just like yeah so what's in the camera macchiato so the person like, has the person no idea exactly, <laughs> exactly exactly yeah so it has milk exactly <laughs> and the way i'm being shady with my response i'm just like because you could have asked the both of us a here. big common thing i guess with all the responses is like you're the help you're secondary mm. you're not good enough like like sorry i actually am the trainer <laughs> that doesn't make any sense but i mean I don't know. Um, yeah, that's that's. I, I feel like we. I How do you feel? I mean, obviously, it's something that's continuous. Nothing has changed in the workplace because bare responses. How do you feel like you will continue to get by and go through, and just? You work? know, I think it's like. Uh, I'm trying to figure out how I can I'm I'm not as quiet about certain things now. Like sometimes like there's one guy that used to come up to my desk and used to say certain things and I'm like, I need you to leave. Mm-hmm. Like now I'm just at the point where it's just like I need you to go. So and you it's speak like, up more. I speak up more and also like I'm verbal like when I I'm not just like quiet about me saying like I need you to leave. Like I want the office to know that I'm telling you that you need to leave. Because it's just like if I do that now, everyone's just kind of like, "What's happening?" What, it's like, important for more voice, like what's people to be over there. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Because it's sh- and then that's what I do, and then yeah. my HR, le- my HR ready is <laughs> ready to go because I'm like now everyone's kind of know, like everyone's kind of like, "Oh, that- what's happening over there?" And it's funny because when I told the guy, I was like, "I need you to like, you gotta go," mm-hmm. and it's like he's trying to make a joke, and it's not funny. And mm-hmm. I'm like, "Yeah, I've had enough." I've, I've I've had enough, and like he's just standing there awkwardly. I'm like, "Yeah, so you can go now." You can you can you can go. And as soon as he left, trust me, I had it was on my laptop. HR was ready to go. I feel like it's important, like you were saying, witnesses. Someone needs to be seeing that I'm in an uncomfortable position and the person is not stopping what they're doing. And I feel like for me, I like I don't know, like I said, at work, I don't have to be working with anyone or around anyone else for longer than twenty minutes. So a lot of it is just me ignoring 
or and I stop fake laughing because like I feel like that's something that's like even like put aside being black just as a female it's very like (laughs) you're always like faking a laugh and it's like I'm tired of fake laughing like that's not funny it's done please leave like me not laughing at your shit joke makes you uncomfortable, but your shit joke made me uncomfortable. So now we're both uncomfortable, and hopefully you're going to leave I'm earlier you than... Came over, you came over here, exactly. so you got to so go. So definitely no more, like, faking the funk, like, making it seem like this is okay, because it's not okay. It's not. And that's, that's that. that that's <laughs> like it. I said, that's that on that. <laughs> Working while black. My book is coming soon. Um, thank you for coming to our TED Talks. <laughs> Bye. like but i just feel like i'm very good at it but okay <laughs> self praise is no praise our our q a advice tell you guys about your self section starts now <laughs> this week we're discussing being intimate with your ex we have a question we're gonna read out Maya and i will give our take yeah. here we go <clears throat> so me and my boyfriend were dating for about a year and a half and last month he said that he didn't want a relationship anymore even though he still loves me really okay we started dating in the first year of university and were by each other's side through everything obviously we had our disagreements stress causing me to be a bitch and him wanting space but honestly everything was honky dory lord <laughs> so after the initial breakup him and i have been seeing each other every five days or so hold on hold on are you breaking up and you see each other okay each other every five days or so to talk quote-unquote And there are always tears, and then one thing leads to another, and we're in bed. When we're together in those sessions, it's like we're back together, and we exchange I love yous, and we act like the best friends we are. But afterwards, I'm either left feeling okay that it's over or completely heartbroken. It's confusing, and it hurts, but I don't know how to stop. I'm wondering if this is going to lead us to getting back together or just a comforting way to help us get over one another. What would you do, and how would you get through this? A comforting way to get over each other is not sleeping with your ex. I mean. Close the Bible. That is a whole... You know what? This just... uh, Why? It's all no. Everything's a no. Why? if you're going to break up, then you have to break up. I'm not a person... I don't really personally believe in breaks. Let's take a break from each other because it's like... If you're going to take a break from me, then just leave. You know what I mean? Like, I think that people are not very good at understanding a relationship in terms of, like, ups and downs. And, like, this is a problem for now. We work through it. We get through it. We continue our relationship. Like, if you're going to break up, then you don't want to be with that person. So if you're just used to being with this person and you don't want to be lonely and that's why you're gravitating to them like understand what it is don't get it confused with oh maybe we're gonna get back together yeah like what are y'all meeting up every five days to talk about like it doesn't make any sense like you obviously have no other option and you need that attention and you're not focusing on getting that attention from yourself and healing from whatever this problem was and you're just jumping back into that person and it's just like you're get, you're getting nowhere. You're just running in a circle. Yeah, that sounds like it's just a apps. It, everything is a no about that situation. I'm just like, as I'm re- 
looking at it and hearing it and reading it, I'm just like, mm. from the every five days yeah. or so to talk, and there's always been tears. Yeah. I'm like, girl. <laughs> like, you guys got to cut ties officially so that Listen, you can get over I, it. If it's done, it's done. I want to say now I'm at that point in my life because mm-hmm. before I'd be the person that would kind of like, you know, oh, and try to and still kind of talk and be yeah. cordial. Now I'm not a cordial nigga at all. Mm-hmm. I like I'm I'm done. So and I feel like there's a lot more peace with yourself when you actually just completely move on from something that is just not supposed to be working. So no, this is not an opportunity for you to you know keep going back and like what is there about being intimate with an ex what is it is there a thing is why i don't know i feel like once it's an ex like everything is yeah off limits now i personally again i speak my mind so i usually like say everything i have to say when it's like the ending time with someone so it's like there's no coming back like you can't come back from this at least, like, you can't. Like, I maybe not have not done anything to make you completely cut me off, but I've probably said my piece and said, this is how I feel and this is what I want and blah, 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 to get that kind of closure so that if that person was to come back, it's like, well, you didn't care about everything I said mm-hmm. and how I expressed myself near our ending, so it's like, I'm not going to come talk to you now. We should have fixed it at that point. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's kind of like how I deal with things, but everything, everyone deals with things differently. So there's that. I just feel like it's just more healthy. I personally feel like a thousand percent cutoff is more healthy than this whole gradual distance. Yeah. Because it's not, it's very vague. It's very, okay, what does he think? It causes gray areas. Think, and you gotta yeah, make certain, exactly. like when, with, when, when it comes to an ex, you gotta make it very black and white. There can't be no gray areas because the moment they get a gray area, that's when they start making all this stuff. And then here you are talking about you don't know what to do. Set the boundary and set the expectation when you guys are quitting and moving on and separating and not and making that ex situation that it's like you both are on the same page like i think this the argument or whatever she's trying to say is like oh we're best friends so it's like be friends then so if you need to, if you need that friend to talk to Can on the you really phone be best friends with well, your then, ex right what, away and that's what i'm saying if you need that person because it's like oh this happened at work and i need this kind of i don't know something from you and a lot of people when they get in relationships they isolate themselves from their friends so you may not have anybody left so if you quote unquote need that friend, why are you in bed together? It doesn't make sense. So again, you gotta pick one. Cut it off, like you said, boundaries. Honestly, that's I've learned, and that's a big thing. Honestly, boundaries are <laughs> such a big. When I tell you, boundaries will help your life. It's just like because like people don't we as humans we don't like limitations. Mm-hmm. We just don't like limitations. Mm-hmm. So when you set boundaries with somebody and you stick to them. I'm telling you, they're either going to stay or they're going to go. And when it comes to an ex, when you set the boundaries with an ex, obviously it's not something that they are going to like. So obviously they're going to make the at some point they're going to make that decision that they ain't going to stay with this. And if it's quote unquote that you want to get back together and you're growing to get back together with each other, the person may then respect the boundaries and okay, we broke up. Maybe I have to start fresh from the beginning. Maybe we won't be having sex anymore. We're going to talk and try and build this back together. And maybe that's the 1% of relationships that come back together. Mm -hmm. But 99% of the time, like you said, when there's a boundary, someone's like, 
like I'm not interested yeah, in I'm that. Gonna, I'm, I'm gonna go buy. Like, why am I working so hard? Yeah, you're making me do this all again. Exactly no. <laughs> like, done. You know? exactly. And so, and it, that's you not creating. That's you causing gray areas to happen. And I've been a victim of <laughs> creating boundaries a and victim. literally falling right. Like I would, I literally sat someone down and was just like, "Hey, like you know, we can't do this anymore." And literally after we finished eating. We were doing this more. <laughs> yeah, I and mean. I was like, you know, I mean, that lasted all of 25 minutes, Myron. You did a great job. And, I had, and have... I had big, big convos about this. And, and you know, yeah, I'm done. And, <laughs> I mean, Myron wasn't done. So. And, you know, and so, but now I am. And so when I tell you I am what done, today? I'm done. And March 22nd, Myron was done. They're just so. at my birthday? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Again, uh, mark it here. No, but no, it's done like that aspect is done so in that situation <laughs> i have to go guys in that situation like right it's 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 like hey i'm this time i was i was serious <laughs> with my my boundaries and that's Myron why i'm is talking done. about it now but, <laughs> i mean we we talk about things that we've the hurdles that we've overcome <laughs> and that was very much one of them so create that boundaries girl and you'll be completely fine stop sleeping with him mine's done <laughs> <laughs> I'm preaching to myself. Oh my god, I can't. <laughs> Is that all we all we have for today? Folks? I think that I think we, <laughs> I think we hit the uh, the question. We nailed it. Yeah, nailed it. Um, anyway, um, some of us have things to do. We got to go to work. Um, we are me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I gotta edit this. This is work. Like I can't. <laughs> um, anyway, it was fun. I had fun. Um, I can't stay no more. Um, but uh, yeah. So with that being said, um, you guys talk to us. We want to hear from you. Let us know. Continue to talk to us because you guys are doing pretty well. It's Actually, nice. that was a yeah. lot of fun this week. I, you know, <laughs> I was very. Um, it was a lot juggling the pages. Like I now. um, like I said, um, Instagram has allowed us to be more interactive. Like maybe these people were like always here to support, but like. The whole like reposting to the story and stuff. It just makes it more yeah. interactive, more visual. Like it's different. It's nice. The updates on Instagram have helped us. You know my favorite app. Um so yeah, Twitter and Instagram, uh that's at So Three's a Crowd. So be sure to follow and tag us, comment, you know, DM us. We wanna laugh, we wanna chat, we'll have fun. Um share the episode on Facebook. Um that's at Three's a Crowd Podcast. And uh, email us questions, topic discussions, or if you have some sponsorships, um, you know, at so threes a crowd at gmail.com. Until next week. We will see you guys. Thank we you. We will see y'all.